Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art to shock. Oh, with it. Keeping the beans on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. Right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in. And it's your girl, Dice Gamble in the building, checking in. Happy Monday, everybody. Day. Mm-hmm. We back. Yeah, we are. Wake up. Wake up. How was your weekend, Dice? How was your weekend? Man, fans, fans, fantastic. I got to go outside, hang out, you know, get a little bit of air, you know, relax, take some naps. And that's that's what I needed. I needed just a break. You know, we've been on a go, go, go. So, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, man. What about you? Chance taking some naps. Take some naps. I like the way you say take some naps. Take some naps. Multiple. That's like. <laughs> Multiple okay. naps. Yeah. You know, I, I love a good 20-minute power nap. My wife laughs at me, but I always get me like these little quick little 15, yeah. 20 minutes, and I'm rejuvenated. It's like, I'm good. Shut it After down. After that, it's That's like, right. I'm ready to go conquer the world. So, That's yeah, thank right. God for mm-hmm. naps. Sometimes you just need know, to shut right? down. And just get yeah. you a nap. Go lay down somewhere. I know. <laughs> absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Once again, you're tuned into the fix. And of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And uh, we appreciate y'all waking up with us uh, this Monday morning. Listen, we got a fun packed show for y'all today. Uh, when I say uh, this mm-hmm. real talk going to be uh, different today, Dice, we, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we need to talk about it. You know, how do you handle disagreement? disagreements uh amongst believers mm. you know mm. once you change your life around a little bit uh you have a disagreement with somebody whether in the faith or outside of the faith it should be a little your, your approach should be a little different to how you handle um the disagreement and uh, making sure you know you communicate properly and showing the love of christ to a certain extent um mm. once again so yeah this is gonna be real i know you excited to talk about this one dice yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not one for the conflict, but guess what? Every day there are disagreements between, you know, people in homes. Go ahead. Family. No, I was, relationships. No, I was gonna say I was gonna say you was gonna say the con you're not one for conflict because you just delete numbers. So yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Delete, yeah, I shut that down delete. real fast. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> delete, delete. You're right about that. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like wasted energy. You know what I mean? Because we could just be loving on each other or growing or, you know, just doing something that actually matters instead of fussing and complaining and and not coming to a conclusion. Now, if we're just going back and forth and then we get to an agreement, that's awesome. But sometimes we will have to agree to disagree. But we're going to talk about the steps and how how you should go about things and what that looks like. And, you know, just how to deal with this conflict. You know, some people just avoid conflict and that you don't get nothing done doing that. I'm going to be honest with you. You don't get nothing done. So you need to face well, everything head on. Face it head on. Just face it. <laughs> sometimes that's tough, though. Dice. I get you. I get you. You should. But sometimes when you're dealing with fools, the Bible is, is clear when it's oh, when you're dealing with a no, foolish, a foolish minded person. No, no, no. I have to go to Proverbs for this. When you're dealing with a foolish minded <laughs> person, wisdom oh, and Lord. discernment tells you not to deal with it. Dice. So I'm just going to put that out there in the atmosphere. So we, we're going to talk about it. Yes, yeah, that real, real going to be off the hook. Listen, uh, our <laughs> spiritual detox features one of my brothers. Let's be very clear. Um, shouts mm. out to everybody from East Cleveland, Ohio. Um, that is my city. That's, uh, you know, my stomping ground, uh, <laughs> high school, grade mm. school, everything. And, um, I get a chance to, uh, talk with one of the, 
you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give Ms. Roses because, uh, you know, mm. coming from where we come from, not too many people uh, really succeed in doing anything positive. Uh, my man has been writing hits for the last mm. 25 years. That's right. The mm-hmm. last 25 years. 25 even when years. We were, he was in high school. He was writing hits. So he is a, a mm. singer, a songwriter, a producer. Uh, super talented, mm. uh, and he is the brother of a um, uh, Cleveland legend, uh, Jason Champion uh, from the, uh, the the group Men at Large. We're gonna get our brother mm. Jay Sean Champion on today uh, mm. to talk about everything he he know he you know all the hits, talk about his faith journey, talk about a little mm. bit of everything. So keep it locked for that exclusive spiritual detox. You don't want to mm. touch that now. Let's get into this music, dice. There's so many bangers mm-hmm. dropping. We got music on the way. Yes, we're gonna get some one uh, K few on the way we also have yeah let's get some uh yeah oh my goodness star ringo keep dropping all these bangers so new star ringo on the way the ladies are mm-hmm. representing so we got child like cc coming down the line angie rose toya love one day porsche love listen b rose yeah yeah yeah. just we turn your radios up wake up wake up with us let's get to this music we're coming right back keep it locked you tune into the fix and the fix is it Devos and more. Stay connected. connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. And listen, uh, it's time for our spiritual detox. And, uh, you know, they be talking, talking that trash, talking about done nothing good, come out of East Cleveland. <laughs> but, uh, you know, not only am I a living uh, witness, um, it's a lot of good brothers and sisters that took what they had and made some good uh, choices in life. And, uh, you know, we're able to do some powerful things. And I would argue uh, this young man, uh, he's a producer, he's a songwriter, he does it all. A lot of times, everybody's talking about what his big bro does but i really want to highlight him today so listen without further ado let me help help me welcome in the super talented jason champion what's going on what's happening family i appreciate you having me today man yes sir man yes, sir. um I, I don't i don't say that lightly man um like i say i've been watching you move you got 20 plus years man of, <laughs> no seriously like i don't yeah. think people really know like yeah, 25 you've been behind the, oh, 25 25 plus me, uh of doing producing yes, of writing songs and i'm talking about hits yes sir go ahead and, go ahead and say a few of them uh god has blessed me to write uh hits for genuine uh joe uh Faith Evans, Fred Hammond, Drew Hill, Tony Braxton. Um, I wrote a song for uh, a duet for, at the time, with two of R&B's giants. One was Usher, and the other one was another young man named Robert Sylvester Kelly. And it was a song called Same Girl. That was the biggest song that I've written to date. Mm-hmm. But since then, God has blessed me to be able to write uh, for a lot of other independent artists, uh, Last year I had a hit that Sirius XM was playing like crazy. Uh, I fell in love. An artist out of uh, Kansas City, Missouri, named Lavelle. It was featuring um, Anthony Hamilton and uh, just just a whole bunch, man. Just a whole bunch over almost 25 plus years. I've been writing records since we were in high school. Wow. Yeah. And didn't know that and didn't know that that was what God was making happen for me. Mm. I had no clue. I thought I wanted to be an artist. Why, really? Yeah. Wanted to follow behind Big Bro. Right. Listen, so wait, before we talk about the artistry, let's, let's talk because you brought about your faith. Speak a little bit to your faith journey, your faith story for those who may not know about how strong that is. Well, man, you know, uh, listen, like most of us that grew up in church, um, I was taught everything I was supposed to know about Jesus and him dying for us and all that. But I didn't gain a real relationship with him. Until I got grown in my 20s and I needed him and he showed out. And so ever since he showed out in my life, I said, OK, yeah, this thing is real. He and I, we got our bumps and bruises along the way, but uh, he keeps showing me every day, man. I'm here. I hear I'm here and I love him. So with your songwriting and you starting off, like you say, started off when you was in high school, you start, you know, doing the songwriting and producing. Mm-hmm. Talk about, you know, where you saw your faith in the middle of that and not being stuck in a box and saying, I can only do faith based music. Well, um, honestly, dude, my mother, my grand, my mother and my grandmother, they really just wanted me to do gospel. But it was my grandfather who was a Baptist preacher that said to me, you can be saved over here and you can be saved over there, too. You can do the same thing 
without doing the same things that they do. Mm-hmm. You be different from them, but you do your job. So basically, when I'm writing the R&B, when I'm writing pop records, it is my job. That is my career, you know. And uh, you know, you just you move it, you move differently. You can't do what everybody else do. I'm not gonna take what you take, and I'm not gonna talk how you talking. But uh, I'm gonna do my job. Mm-hmm. So. That's basically how that is. And somebody would come to you and say, hey, Jay Sean Champion, he's a little different. Like, don't do that around him. He don't do that. And I've gotten that before. It's, I've gotten that kind of respect before. Uh, so, you know, God to be praised. Yeah, that's good. So talk about it, man. Let's be very clear. Uh, What's that? Mean? You, you, you grew up in a different household because, yeah, your brother was a star early. Let's be very clear. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't know what that feeling is like to grow up in a household where your big bro is a star. Yeah. Uh, let's be very clear. Yeah. Uh, men at large is yes, one. They're, they're iconic uh, stars for us. We talk yes, about usually, it's, it's a few groups you're going to say here mm-hmm. in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Usually it's gonna be Bone Thugs and Harmony. Definitely. The next thing you probably gonna say is gonna be Men at Large. I can't forget it, about can't forget about the Rude Boys. Well, so I'm not not li- listen. Shouts out to everybody, Rude Boys. But I would argue that Men at Large kind of was like, <sighs> yeah, I feel. I, I feel. No, I understand what you're I know saying. they under the same. I camp, understand what so you're no. saying, but it was. And Men at Large was definitely an image that you will yes. never forget. I understand exactly what you're saying. That's all I'm saying. When Men at Large, when Men at Large was at the height of their 15 minutes of fame, yes, they were huge, huge, like literally and figuratively. Like they were, they were there, definitely. I just think that at the time they didn't capitalize like they should have, uh, as far as you know what the industry wanted them to be like. As far, well. I'll say this. They didn't get out enough. Okay. Like, like these days you see people going here, going there, going to this party, that party. They didn't get out enough. They should have spread their wings a little bit more than just going to do shows or, or whatnot. I remember Dave was just talking to me a couple weeks ago. He was like, man, I used to tell Gerald and them, Hey man, let's go out to this party in LA. They it's a, it's an industry party. Let's go to these Grammys parties. Like while, while we're at the height of our situations, but nobody was thinking about that because we was cool here. Everybody was, we was big. We home, we, we stars. I loved when I was 14, 15 years old and my brother had a 94 blazer. I'll never forget this. A 94 black blazer. And when he would come pick me up from school, that was the coldest in the world because I was standing out everybody there knew. and everybody like, yo, that's Men at Large. That's his brother. He wasn't lying. Like all that kind of stuff. So that kind of made me popular in school. And then when I started singing, that helped even more. So it was pretty cool. Talk, pretty talk, cool. talk about that too as well. Just being able to be around the legendary, uh, iconic, uh, rest in peace, Gerald LaVert. That whole camp, because that listen, was different. Listen, listen, Gerald, um, he was, he was, he was incredible. Like there's, as, a, as an artist, Gerald LaVert, live, you would want to, if you're, a, if you're an artist, if you're a singer, performer, you would really want to study Gerald LeVert because Gerald LeVert gave it to you. He gave you everything on that stage. He didn't leave anything on there. Going to see Gerald live would literally mortify me. He was incredible. Great songwriter. And uh, I learned a lot from him. And I, I didn't get, get get a lot of work with him. One time I was working in Atlanta at, at Evander Holyfield studio. And Gerald was in town. Called him. I was like, gee, come to the studio and let me write a record. He said, all right, cool. Come get me. When got him, took him, brought him back to the studio, and he and I and Lil Ronnie, uh, who I did the same girl record with, mm-hmm. he uh, we did a song for him years ago, man, called "Good Looking Out." So it's a record we never released, but it's a, it was dope. I told Gerald, I said, "Gee, I don't need none of that pretty stuff. I'm gonna need you to give me old Gerald, Private Line Gerald," and he did, man. It was a dope record. Rest in peace, Gerald. Absolutely. Listen, DJ Focus, we got to go to a quick break. We're coming right back. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the Fix. You know the Fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source of Faith Infused, hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. And listen, we're having a great conversation with uh, super songwriter, producer, singer, uh, Jason Champion. So let's talk about it. Uh, I can talk this with you because uh, we are uh, blessed to be uh, a part of music history because it's in our city. Most definitely. We are right live right here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. In the Sirius XM Studios. Talk about what 50 years of hip-hop means to you. 50 you gr- years Come on. of hip-hop. Talk about it. Bruh, let me tell you, I fell in love with hip-hop in 1992. I will never forget it. It was uh, Scenario oh, by wow. a Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. That's when 
hip hop pulled me in. I was like, yo, at first I wasn't liking it because I was the kid. I was listening to Take Six at eight years old. I was listening to their first album. I didn't know that God was shaping me into this songwriter, arranger, producer when I got of age. But I was listening to that stuff like, and other kids listening to NWA and Too Short. But I didn't like that because it was too dirty. I was such a church boy. But when I heard scenario and then i heard we got the jazz we got the jazz i was like yo and then west coast came with snoop mm-hmm. i was done no it was dr dre's first album i will not call the name but i felt deeper in love with that album because i was like yo hip-hop is it and i have been in love with hip-hop ever since man it it is it has shaped me to to be 100 mcs are the best songwriters in the world Wow. Period. Eminem is bar none the best lyricist I've ever heard in my life. The best rapper, I should say, because the, of the way he rhythmically uses words and puts words together. It is unfathomable. He's incredible. I love J. Cole. Another one. That kid, grown man, is remarkable. Um, Kendrick Lamar in this this day and age. Never seen nobody perform like him in my life. I was blown away. When I heard Good Kid, Mad City, I told the cats at the at the barbershop, I said, Kendrick Lamar's going to go down as one of the best MCs of all time. He's like, man, it's too soon. I said, you're crazy. When I saw him live, I said, I was right. In 95, when Eminem first dropped with, hi, my name is, I said, this white boy, Lord forgive me, this white man is about to be one of the one of the best and he's gonna go down he he's gonna be here for years we was in high school no, they're like yeah whatever jay he cool no he's gonna be here and he's here well now we can just go to shave four five you yeah. know so yeah hip-hop means a lot to me man I, I i i listen to hip-hop often um what Nas is doing right now is incredible 50 year old man killing him this this lets you know all you got this lets you know all you got to do is do it the right way and uh, don't be corny with it. Don't be trying to be what these what these kids are. Do you? Mm-hmm. But just stay on top of your crap. LL did a a freestyle the other day that, that I just posted on my on my uh, Facebook. Like, yo, L is really still dope, mm-hmm. killing. Mm-hmm. So fifty years of hip hop, man. I guess we could talk hip hop all day, mm-hmm. all day long, man. That's what it means. I'm forty three. Hip hop has been here is seven years older than me. So it's been a part of my life and uh, it rules the world right now. Period. Like period point blank. You can't go nowhere in the world and hip hop is not there. No, I agree. What's your take on, you know, you've had more artists uh, from the mainstream. Um, Justin Bieber. Uh, of course, we know what Kanye West did with Sunday service. Mm-hmm. Make more faith based hip hop. What's it. your take on that it, and man. where you think we're at? Did you even are you familiar with any uh, Christian hip hop artists? You know, well? what's crazy. My barber shot the Dave Banks, my barber. Uh, he plays some 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 Christian hip hop, and I was like, "Yo, right now it is like ridiculously on another. It's the same level as the mainstream hip hop." I'm like, "Yo, these kids is making some incredible music." I don't know the names of the kids, right? But Lecra- the Lecrae movement, yes, Reach Records, yeah, the, the, the whole Lecrae movement. He didn't shifted the whole uh, gambit. Like, yeah, let's go. I'm I'm with I'm with it. I just don't know. The artist's names, but yeah, it's dope. Would you ever produce uh, some faith-based artists, Definitely. especially Christian hip hop artists? Easy, okay, easy, easy. I just did something with Doobie Pile. His artist, uh, his name is Tubi. Okay, so he sent me a track and was like, "Yo, Jay, I need you to, uh, yeah, Jay, man, you know he talked real soft on the phone, low. I won't say soft, whatever. Hey, yeah, Jay, man, how you doing, man? Listen, I need you to uh, write this hook for my for my artist, and I sent it back to him. He loved it." They put it out not like maybe in June. Mm-hmm. I think they put it out. A nice record called Better. Better than. Yeah. So for somebody who's inspiring to do what you do, give them some tips on how to be a successful songwriter. The first thing I would tell anybody starting out um, is go and study why. Why is this song a hit? Why did they use why did they choose these words? Why didn't they rhyme here? Why did this melody, um, why did this melody fit here? Right? I am songwriting and producing is is as much as it is a feel. It is also a science. Okay. 
So you have to understand why these things happen. I, that's, I, I, st- I am still a student to this day. That is my biggest piece of advice to um, songwriters. Be good. Be a great person. No matter what. I don't care how cold you are. I don't care how gifted you are. Be a good person. Move with integrity and know your business. Know your business backwards and forwards. That was a mistake I made early or earlier in my career. Not knowing my business. Had I known my business earlier in my career, I would be a lot further than where I am right now. Know your business. Don't just sign anything because they're giving you a piece of a couple dollars. Don't do that. No, no. Understand. See what you're signing. Take it to a lawyer, an entertainment lawyer, because lawyer, you can't just take it to a lawyer. I do real estate. Can you look this over for me? No, they could. They could. They could give. They could break it down to you because basically the lingo is all the same that they use the wear the wherewithals and the fortitudes and all that right. but take it to an entertainment lawyer so they they could best tell you how to move in uh in that in this industry we call music what's some struggles with working with uh artists i mean come on i know you're a producer <laughs> you in the lab you in the studio with them come on be real what, what's some struggles sometimes because i know you have to be a leader and you have to be a hard critic sometimes and i know some of these uh celebrities that you work with they think it's all to all if they do it once they feel like that's it but i know you as a producer say wait a minute no no maybe add this take that away so just talk about some of the struggles sometimes you sometimes you have some artists who um, won't challenge themselves, right? And they say, "Oh man, I can't do that." Yes, you can. Just, just try it. So I have a lot of tricks. I say, "Hey, yeah, that was good, man. That was really good." But do it again for me. I think you could do it better. That was dope, and it really wasn't dope, right? Um, all the struggles that I've had to, I won't, I'll, I won't name this name. But one time, me and Joe Little. We had to go to L.A. and we had to work on an artist who was in a group. He went solo and blew up. Right. But he decided to come back to his group and do another album. And we made we we had a song on this album. And he was very superstarish. The rest of the group was cool as a fan man. you know, humble. What's going on, man? Especially with Joe. This is a group. I'm with Joe Little, the Rude Boys, spritting all over your face. They were all, but this guy, he had blown up the world, all over the world. So he brought that into the session, and I was trying to produce him, and he had that air about him. I don't know what Joe said, and to this day, he would not tell me. Joe said, cut the mic off. I'm about to go in here and talk to him. I don't know what Joe said, bro, but he was in there on his, his, he was looking at anime while while we're working. And I'm young. I'm like, what, 20, 21 at that time? Joe went in that booth. I don't know what Joe said to him, but it was kind of demonstrative, the, the body language. And uh, he came out of that booth. It was no problem from that from that point. So that was maybe one of the worst times for me. Uh, but I've really not had that much of a struggle because most of the artists I work with are really, really good. Um but it's the ones some have insecurities about what they do. And I'm like, yo, I'm telling you, you can do this. And it's, it is my job as the producer to bring that out of them. And if they can't do it, I got to bring I got to find something else that works just as well as what I gave them to make it work on the record. So it, it still makes them look incredible as well. Listen, Jason, I appreciate you coming through rocking with us, man. Tell the people how to connect with you. Follow you on all your social media platforms. On Instagram, the number one song at a time, all one word, song, S-O-A-S-O-N-G, at uh, T-Y-M-E, all one word, A-T-A-T-Y-M-E, one song at a time, Facebook, J. Sean Champion, J-A-Y-S-H-A-W-N, Champion, just like we are the champions, my friend, just like that, and You'll find everything else from there, threads, Twitter, whatever. I don't need to be on threads or TikTok, barely. But, yeah, that's how you find me, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. I really feel like I've made it, and I'm going to go tell my mama, mama, I was, oh, on, man, I was on the fix it, today, man. Like, DJ right night, focus, the family. Listen. To God be the glory, yes, man. Yes, sir. Listen, appreciate you rocking with us, man. Keep doing what you're doing, King. Listen, we got to go to a break. We'll be right back with more. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. 
Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. I'm Justin Adams, and this is your The Fix Faith and Sports Report. And our Monday verse comes from Proverbs 15, 18, and it's pretty simple but very effective. It says this in the New Living Translation. A hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. Again, a hot-tempered person starts fights, and a cool-tempered person stops them. Now, we're using this verse today as the New York Post is reporting that Shannon Sharp will be joining Stephen A. Smith on ESPN's first take on a part-time basis. The three-time Super Bowl champion will be facing off with Stephen A. on Mondays and Tuesdays. Now, Shannon was the former Fox Sports host of Skip and Shannon Undisputed before leaving the show in June, and obviously that show was with uh, Skip Bayless. Now, according to Stephen A. Smith's podcast, it's not a done deal yet, though, saying in the report that the signing is is a bit premature, but either way, Skip Bayless he is looking to respond by having his own debate rotating cast of partners. And this list is going to include uh, Richard Sherman, former NFL defensive back, also former ESPN star Rachel Nichols, and rapper Lil Wayne, along with the possible addition of another former NFL wide receiver, which is Keyshawn Johnson. So that should be very, very interesting to see how all this turns out, to say the least. Now, elsewhere, we have one preseason game in action last night. As the New Orleans Saints, they beat the Los Angeles Chargers 22-17. to Tonight, the Baltimore Ravens, they would take on the Washington Commanders. In baseball, the Detroit Tigers, they got past the Cleveland Guardians 4-1. to And the Guardians, they are slipping out of that AL Central race as they are now six games back of the Minnesota Twins. The Cleveland Guardians, they will look to get back on track on Tuesday as they host the Los Angeles Dodgers for three games. Also, the San Francisco Giants, they get a bases-loaded walk in the ninth to rally past the Atlanta Braves 4-3. But don't worry, Atlanta. You guys are up 13 and a half games in the NL East with only 39 games remaining in the regular season. I think you'll be just fine. And finally, in the uh, Women's World Cup, shout out to Spain as they won their first World Cup as they beat England one to nothing. And finally, DJ Focus, this one's for you. There are only 12 days until the Ohio State Buckeyes begin the season against Indiana. I'm Justin Adams, and this has been your The Fix Faith and Sports Report. Now back to DJ Focus and Dice Gamble as The Fix is in. And we back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. You're a source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. It's time to get real in these streets, son, Dice. Real as real can get. That's all we do. I hope you never come on here and you're like, all right, Dice, it's time to get fake in these streets. I do. I want you to get fake one day. I want you to just, like, you know, we're going to have a show on that. Fake fake Christians. Fake Christians. We, yeah, we're going to talk about that one day, too. Fake Christians, yes. Oh, man. I love the fact that you uh, brought that up because um, there was a rapper in Atlanta and uh, he had a song called Fake Saved. And uh, it's crazy because he's one of those who they he doesn't do Christian rap. But uh, I wanted that song to come out so bad, so bad. But it's called Fake Save, bro. Because it's been a vibe. It's, it's... Go ahead. No, no, I Go get on. it. It's definitely been a vibe. <laughs> well, we we know we know historically we, we had the, the hit by Lecrae and uh, Thizzle uh, mm-hmm. faking, talking about the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, they went on and they built better relationships and they were kind of, I know Thizzle made comments like, he, you know, he don't know if he would ever do a song like that again because mm-hmm. uh, he didn't really build any relationships with any of the mainstream artists to even see spiritually mm-hmm. what they believe. If they, We talk about it all the time. The, the importance of being uh, discipled, uh, yeah. the importance of uh, being up under somebody to teach you this word like mm-hmm. yeah you know they're rich they're on the road all the time it's, it's hard for them to even you know sit down and open their bible for, mm-hmm. for a lot of them I'm, I'm saying i'm gonna say it's hard yeah. for a lot of them they choose not to and I, i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's because they're busy but um yeah i think you know we still got a bunch of uh, i ain't even talking about the uh the, the non-believers or, or the people who <laughs> Uh, are, are not in the, the circle right now. I'm talking about the people that's in the, in the circle. Mm-hmm. Not the every week. Every week. Oh my Lord goodness. Jesus. Snakes in this uh, business. We got snakes in this business too. I, I pray. Mercy. I pray I don't never release this book, but I got a book. God keep keep uh, festering or, or, or something. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I've been in real, real hard prayer because I want to make sure it's God telling me to do it, not flesh. Mm-hmm. So let's be very clear. But yeah, that's it's, a whole it's a lot of stuff right going there, on in the industry. 
Yeah, it is. No, it is. So that's why I said, you know, I want to make sure I'm, I'm doing what God has called me to do, not just me, hmm. you know, having uh, what they call it, one of those bitter moments. Like, you know what? I had enough of y'all. I'm going to bring this East Cleveland out of me and let Ooh, y'all know. The East Cleveland? I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's a whole nother uh, a gentleman. Uh, uh, hood gentlemen, yeah, pray for me. Yeah, we, we used to handle things a little bit different back in the day. I'm trying to be uh, correct, but you know what? Yeah, forgive us. Real talk topic today. We're gonna yeah. talk about it. How to handle disagreements amongst believers? I think this topic uh, we we know. Uh, you know, we mm-hmm. we uh, we had an opportunity to talk about. You know, uh, Lecrae and D one last week, and uh, I, I don't yeah. I don't think it was a heated debate or heated conversation. But mm-hmm. they just saw it from different perspectives of how they viewed righteousness. So, yeah, I thought this would be a good topic for us to talk about, you know, just handling disagreements the right way. And we're talking about the kingdom way. Once again, not the what I was just talking about when I said East Cleveland. That's the hood yeah. way. That's all fleshed. So every, yeah. anything I would have did in that and any type of, you know, get back. Nah, I don't want to be a part of that no more because I've done that petty stuff before. And it, it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't end well. Let's be very clear. It doesn't end well. It usually doesn't end well. So, yeah, what's the first thing that comes out to you, Dice? You think about uh, handling a disagreement. If you had a, a disagreement with one of your sisters of the faith and uh, you need to have a conversation with her. I'm so glad I, you put of the faith on there. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking to believers today. No, this is no, other faith. I'm- this no, is you, faith today. You, you, you're talking to a believer, but my heart kind of dropped because I'm like, boy, if you only understood, like, <laughs> no. So, so give us, go, give us both sides. Then go ahead. So give us, no, give us the the, the hood side because that's that's real, and uh-huh. then give us the transform side of you walking as a believer. What the Bible say? Let's let's do it that way. I, I was going to bring this up later on, but since we're right out the gate with it, it's very different. It depends on the dynamic. It depends on the family. You know, I'm the oldest. So there's, they're just conversations we're not going to have. They're, they're, and respectfully, my younger sisters do not test me. You know, I mean, it, it's proven it's just not, that's not what we're going to do in this family because I, I understand my position though. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I give them their floor time and then, and then when I show up, like I'm, I'm icing on the cake. Like this is how we. This is it. You know, next to my father. You know, there's, there, this, there ain't nothing else to talk about. So, and I, I, I'm just built different. You know, you were talking about East Cleveland. So the way I show up, you know, what I'm saying like, but if if it's a problem, it's a problem. You know, so they're very gentle with me concerning confrontation, and it's not that, you know. I'm not any different than anybody else. I think you could be as Christian as you want to be. You still have emotions, you know, but biblically I'm, I'm cautious with them because I I want to set the example, but because I am, um, a person of the faith, I set that example, you know, so there are just some quote unquote arguments or confrontations we will not have, you know, because they do know the ramifications of that spiritually and depending on the day physically, (laughs) Oh wow! You said you gonna learn today. I got, I got, I got time today, huh? Okay, you want? I got time then. I'm just saying, hey, 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 I show up. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, they love me and they give me so much respect, and I, I give the same to them, and they are really good at calling me. Like we don't do this blast, you know, we internet blasting or text chat blasting or, you know, what I'm saying like we we call each other, you know, like pick up the phone let's hey Ronnie I need to talk to you you know like woo, 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 woo. like we we do, we do things the way we should like you know one-on-one direct you know here's the situation and then but we also know how to receive from each other so that uh, to me when you talk about confrontation I'm only gonna have a confrontation with you if you're disrespectful you know like there we should never be having a, a super heated discussion unless I feel like you intentionally did something you know what i mean like if it was an accident and you're a sister or a brother in christ when i come to you you should be you should be able to feel that spiritually like oh man i really just need to apologize to you i had no idea you know what i'm saying and then the other person if they're of the right spirit they'll know they'll be like you know i understand you know what i'm saying i forgive you and this is how we do moving forward you know so uh, I don't know. That's why I really, mm-mm. you talk about you got to be out of the world when you become saved. And the world, I think you and I both are from, you already know, like, you got to be out of it. You know, you can't, you can't be like halfway in and halfway out because you will have problems. I know uh, there was a long drawn out uh, explanation. My point is like-mindedness will help you concerning confrontation if you go about it the right way. 
Well, that's I'm glad you brought it up the right way, and um, definitely the, I think the the first the key things you brought up, absolutely one, your language, your body language when you communicate, that that really starts how the situation is going to go, and I, I'm telling you from experience, I have been in a lot of heated conversations. And a lot of times I can tell from the first five seconds of the conversation where this conversation is going to go. And now it's up to me to choose. Do I get into the confrontation with the person I'm having this conversation with or do I digress and let them just go off as long as they don't put their hands on me? <laughs> yeah, God, I'm like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, when you start tussling and you, you put your hands on me, pray for me. I, it's a whole nother person to come out. I don't I don't know. I don't want that person to come out. But I have mm-hmm. been in heated conversations where it could have went to blows mm-hmm. if I didn't keep myself calm and, and, and understand that if I get like aggressive with this person, like they're trying to get aggressive with me, it's, it's not going to go well. I've actually been into a, a multiple situations to where the person told me afterwards, maybe, you know, not right afterwards, but later, you know, yeah, I was I was upset. I was really wanting to fight with you. But you, you know, when, when you came to me, when you talked to me. Yeah, you made me think about it. I was just on 10. I said, yeah, I know you was on 10. I said, yeah, listen, I didn't want to be on 10 either, but I wanted to have a conversation with you to understand what your part in the in this was. So I can get some examples. So once again, I, I used to, um, you know, I did. I used to loan money out. This is this is years ago. I'm, I'm way removed from that now. I'm at a place right now. God has blessed us. Wait a minute. You ain't going to let me borrow no money? Hold up. No, no, no. I'm not. So absolutely. I was so into you. But no, no, no. I don't. I don't loan out money anymore for for this, for this purpose because, unfortunately, a lot of the people that I loan money out to wouldn't yeah. pay me back, or they mm. wouldn't pay me back when they told me they was going to pay me back. So don't Ooh. don't borrow money from me and say I'm going to pay you back in two weeks, and it turns into four months. Oh lord. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a whole. So when I every time I see you, you act like I'm supposed to be give you grip and give you a hug. No, no. Where my five hundred dollars at? <laughs> Mm. Like, yeah, like at this point, I feel like you're playing me. So I, this is what I'm saying when I say, yeah, I stopped for that point. I, I stopped. I said, you know what? I go, me, I always, me and my wife and I always talk about it. Anytime we sew into anybody, it doesn't matter. We talk mm. about it. So that way we know we sow into that person. We just sow that seed. We don't expect it back. Now, if we don't have it to sow, we'll tell you we don't have it right now at this time. In the discussion, ain't no, mm. ain't no hard conversation, ain't no mm-hmm. arguments. Absolutely. If we release any dollar amount from a thousand to a dollar, we just sewing it. We're not looking for it back. God bless you. And, and then mm. realize that we're not going to keep sewing on the regular. So when you come to me, it's like that, um, that lifeline. I forget that game, but yeah, when you, you phone a friend and you, you uh. use that lifeline. Yeah. Now you know you use this lifeline. Don't come back no more. Don't, <laughs> don't come back no more. Cause yeah, we ain't, we ain't the free charity thing where you're going to just get money, hard earned money that we worked for, that we worked to get ourselves into a financial place to where we can do this. And mm. you're not doing what you need to do with your finances. So yes. Um, like I say, uh, I had some hard conversations. Uh, a lot of mines were about to go down over money being loaned out mm. and people not want to pay me back. And, and I, cause I have a kind heart. I was mm. always wanting to look out. I, I, I'm big on take care of your team, but take care of your, you know, to people, yeah. your loved ones, your community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No different yeah. than how the church, you know, the, and the church still is with the benevolence fund. But I was had that whole mindset like, you know, they yeah. wouldn't call me if they didn't really need me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, that. yeah, that's where we at with that. Listen, we, we having a great conversation. We got to go to a quick break. Don't touch that. We're talking about how do you handle disagreements amongst believers. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Keep it locked. You're tuning into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. You're a source of faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. And we're just talking about, uh, you know, real talk today. How do you handle disagreements amongst believers? So I know mm. I was uh, saying before we went to break, just on me being able to understand and uh, the importance of understanding and reading body language when you have or you go to somebody and you want to talk out a disagreement. Um, like I was saying. A lot of times I could tell within the first five, 10 seconds if something was going to pop off. And I started to control myself more in the conversation. And I heard a lot of people, you know, come back to me saying, you know, I appreciate you coming to me and talking to me, you know, in the mild manner that you talked to me because I was ready to go all out. And the funny thing about it is I did. I, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but in every last one of these situations, I did nothing wrong. They mad at me because I'm coming to them asking for my money. I'm trying to figure out 
you go get mad at me because I'm asking for my bread back that you said you was going to give me back. You asked for a loan. You said you was going to pay me back. Now I'm sweating you is a problem because you passed the date that you said you was going to pay me. I'm trying to understand how does that work. And I had to understand, um, one, I'll be honest with you. Um, and the reason I was so upset because uh, one time, actually a couple of times, two times, I took away from my household dice. So this, I wasn't mm-hmm. in the same financial situation I am now to where, all right, this was a bill that I was looking to get back. You say you're going to give it back to me three, four days when you get paid. I'm okay. Now I can't pay my bill. And I had the money to pay my bill, but I loaned you looking out for you and you mad for me because I'm saying mm-hmm. I got to pay this bill. My wife don't understand why I took money from our household and mm-hmm. bless you with it and why I can't get it back. So, I, yeah, I got to sleep tonight. I got to pay this bill. And you wondering why I'm in your face asking for my bread back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's a lack of accountability that exists out there. I mean, I think that's why we have so many people in debt. You know, I brought this up to my husband before, you know, uh, people sit here. Oh, God, why I have so many bills? I'm like, because you said you was going to pay these people. You got the service done. You know, you got your face done, your teeth done, your booty cheeks done. Whatever you get done, you wouldn't got it done. Not and the cheeks, they, nice. Not the cheeks. The cheeks done. They call and they want their money or they coming for the cheeks. Like, which one is it? Yes. So go ahead and buy the new car. Buy the car you can't afford. Trust me, they will roll up on you. They will. They will find you. They will. They will get that GPS location. You think you think you're going to the mall? Come back out and your Tesla gonna be gone. Like, they, yeah, you, your integrity is everything. You know what I'm saying? It's super important. Um, I'm glad you did explain that example. Here's the thing: you body language is one thing, focus, but we're in the internet world now, and sometimes you don't even get to see the people face to face, or they won't pick up the phone, or they text, or they inbox, and you know. It, it, it's weird. It gets weird. But I like how you said, when I ask you where my money is, Matthew 18 and 15 says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault. A lot of times we don't even do that part. So you're you're good at confrontation. Some people are not good at confrontation. Some people will just sit there and be screwed. You know what I'm saying? And be like, oh, they got me and won't ever say anything. You know what I'm saying? Or, or But the Bible is very clear. If your brother sins against you, you need to go and tell them, hey, 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 this is what's going on between you and him alone. If he listens, you know, you've gained a good brother, you know, and if not, you know, you need to kick rocks, you know. But I, I just some people don't want this confrontational piece of confrontation and it is what it is. It's going to be uncomfortable and you have to get uncomfortable because here's the thing. You will, you will never get your money. You will never get what's owed to you. The Bible's very clear. Ask, seek, knock. Hey, I'm at your house knocking on the door saying, hey, where's my do we just got some things we got to do. So we could talk about this topic all day long, but it needs to be one on one first. And then if it can't go like that, then I got to get somebody else involved, maybe a church leader, you know, or something like that. Maybe have one of them come and say, hey, you know, Brother Johnny said he let you borrow his car a month ago. You were supposed to turn it back in three days ago, three days after you got it. It's been a month and he needs his ride back. So either you can give me the keys, I'll take the car to him just to keep the peace, you know, or the next people to roll up going to be the popo. Like you give people this opportunity. And, and so we're supposed to. We're supposed to handle our brother and sister very gently, even in word when it's time for confrontation, you know. So I don't know. It's it's tough because people do turn up quickly when they've been wronged. You know, that's the part. That's a part of Christianity. We have to, you know, kind of master the art as we walk through this walk. But mm-hmm. so what happens when it's your church brother? What happens when it's the one of the church leaders? I've, I've seen firsthand. Mm-hmm. uh Unfortunately, <laughs> pastors oh, mm-hmm. uh, call out certain people without saying names from the pulpit and talk about sins that, you know, they, they might be trapped in or struggling with without mm-hmm. going to them personally. Mm-hmm. What, what, what happens if you're you're sitting right there and, you know, you shared some information with the church leader or the pastor and now they're mm-hmm. preaching a sermon or they're talking about you. Mm-hmm. And now when you walk into the church house, everybody knows your business. Why would everybody to, know? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, why would everybody that's, know? That's what that's what I'm saying. This is this is why these be disagreements because once again, you have a, a, a certain person that goes and maybe talks to a deacon, an elder, or a minister, or even the mm-hmm. pastor, and mm-hmm. then now it's supposed to be 
confidential information. You're supposed to be helping me and working through, uh, for instance, I'll, I'll say, you know, so somebody who's struggling with uh, sleeping around, fornicate. Yeah. You know, they're struggling with it. They're, they're constantly going. They're asking for prayer. They're asking for scriptures to back it up. They're asking for you to intercede for them. They're asking mm-hmm. for you to give them different outlets to do different stuff to where their feelings are not attached to where they continue to keep laying down with these people, but mm-hmm. they're still stuck in it. But then you, yeah. you, two weeks later, you walk into church and, and sister, sister girl in the, in the choir and the praise team know about you. And you don't even know sister girl in the, in the church, but mm-hmm. she's giving these bad looks or yeah. the pastor preaches a whole sermon pretty much on everything that you told them like I, i've seen it a lot so this is what i'm saying the disagreements and then the the person who feel felt like something was just why a lot of church hurt happens they go yeah. to the the pastor or they go to the leader and say well, you know what was that about you know i, I thought <laughs> our conversation was you know between us and i thought you were helping me through this process not gossiping and, and telling all my business to everybody but this is the bbb it was the uh, Better Business Bureau. This is easy. I'm yelping you. I'm Better Business Bureauing you. Like I'm, st- if I come to you and I and I say, "Hey, this is what you know." I'm saying, "Okay, I told you about my business. You went ahead and preached a sermon next week." I mean, you might tell me you felt led to go on and teach on that topic. I can receive that, you know. But if you went ahead and gave int- intricate details about, you know, my personal whatever I shared with you. That's a problem for me. Like we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to hash that out. And it don't matter if you uh, pastor, bishop, apostle. Like I still get to confront you. You know what I'm saying? Like we still gonna roll up with this Matthew, and I'm gonna let you know you you really have sinned against me because you you took a whole covenant that said you was gonna you know cover me differently. So no, it's just, it's the same way. And then if people have been abused, this is another thing though about this church thing. If if you have a leader who is abusive like that. We need to start speaking up. So now we go as a group, right? So there are steps to this. You know what I mean? Like now we go as some of us, you know, if it's 10 of us, then we got to, we, 10 of us got to show up at church early on a Sunday and have a whole conversation, a documented conversation, because if it ain't documented, it never happened. But we need to write down all of our challenges and, and we're going to still have this confrontation, you know, and uh, then we're going to call your leadership because every church got some type of overseer or leadership. And maybe, maybe we sit you down. Maybe you take a break because you don't know how to shut your mouth. <laughs> you say- that's maybe, maybe that's what we do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause everybody ain't perfect. And some people have these seasons of just running their mouth too much. So uh, anyway, this is a good one. It's going to take us a, probably a couple of, a um, couple of shows to really get through this one because there's so many good tips you could give people about confrontation. You know, how you handle it, knowing, hey, this ain't personal. This is definitely, you know, something we have to go through in life. It could be a personal attack, though, from the enemy as well. You know, you know, so you, you kind of got to, you know, see what it really, really is. You know, like, what is this going on? This transgression. You know, sometimes people just get caught up, focused. Some. <laughs> Sometimes people can't get, pay you back your money because they just should have never asked you to borrow money. Facts. Yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. You, you definitely shouldn't have asked me because I'm coming back for mine. I'm oh, Lord. I, I need mine. And lucky I wasn't like loan sharking y'all jokers. Give me that wedding I, ring. I, yeah, so yeah. I, come on up know, that wedding ring. Shoot. With interest. Lord help okay. me. That's oh funny. my goodness yeah that is goodness yeah listen dj focus dice gabble we're talking about how do you handle disagreements amongst yeah. believers we got to go to a break we're coming back with closing thoughts keep it locked yeah. tune into the fix and the fix is in and we back dj focus dice gamble you tap back into the fix and uh it's been real dice you know i feel yeah. like you know that that real talk conversation today how to handle disagreements as believers um, you talk about conflict resolution and everything. Yeah, we're we going to have to dive into that. We ain't done with that. We just, I think we just, no, you know, no. tiptoed on it a little bit. So I think we're going to have to pick it up tomorrow on Tiptoe Tuesday, huh? Yeah, Tiptoe Tuesday, part two. Might as well get on into it. Because it's a lot to say. It's a lot to talk about. I mean, it's a lot of information to share, too. You know, hopefully we're helping people out and we're not just, you know, venting. Because I know you and I can get on one. But I, I think people need to know how to better deal with conflict. I think they need different ways of how to deal with conflict. And I think the number one thing is we need to know what did God say about how to deal with conflict with our brothers and sisters. So this is a good, 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 good topic. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely good. good topic. Listen, hey. shouts out to my brother from East Cleveland, uh, my brother, Jay Sean Champion. 
uh, for mm-hmm. joining us today. Uh, super songwriter, producer, singer. He does a little bit of everything. Listen, he got creds with everybody. Uh, R&B side, listen, he's he's rolling hits uh, for his brother, of course, Jason Champion, as well as uh, gospel uh, selections for him, too, as well. Uh, listen, Jay Holiday, uh, The Cheetah Girls, Faith Evans, uh, Fred Hammond. Um, yeah, you want me to keep going? The list goes on and on. He's been writing these bangers for a long, long time. Um, for a little bit of everybody. Lavelle, Usher. Listen, he got creds everywhere. Silk, Omarion. I can keep going, y'all. So that just shows y'all, you know, when you put the work in, uh, some of the silent assassins you don't hear about are the songwriters who just sit at home. They're gifted with that pen and they can write hits. So mm. that's why we brought him on today because you can learn something from him for all my songwriters mm. out there who think you don't have, you know, or you have a gift, you know, poets mm. out there who got a gift of writing. Yeah, yeah, maybe you might not be uh, where you think you should be as a poet or as a singer, but maybe you got mm-hmm. this gift to write these hits that other people will pay you for or you can receive royalties for your rest of your life for songwriting cred. So just keep that in mind. And he's a believer. I'm glad he came on here and shared how he can be in the space of working with mainstream artists in hip hop and R&B, as well as in gospel and how it doesn't compromise his faith with the songs mm-hmm. that he writes. So listen, shouts out to my brother from East Cleveland, uh, Jay Sean Champion. Definitely shouts out to uh, Big Bro too as well. Jason Champion from Men at Large. Everybody uh, okay. knows both Man. of them for being, uh, you know, yeah, I'm giving both roses. Cleveland Legends, East Cleveland Legends. So uh, shouts out to them. Come on, uh, Dice. I know you say it's, uh, you know, got a report. Uh, it's national. What date is it today? It is National Internet Self-Care Day. Today is the perfect day to practice self-care and show some love for yourself. Okay. This is an annual event. It was created by uh, Mental Health America in 2018 as a way to promote positive mental health through online activities. So as you know, focus is hard for us to get away from all things internet. But one of the things that you get to do on this day is unplug, take a break, take a few hours or take the rest of the day after this show goes off. Uh, you want to uh, maybe create a wellness plan concerning how long you actually stay on the internet. You want to focus on only meaningful connections on this day. Um, so stay away from the foolery, you know, just more positive and meaningful conversations. And choose content that's uplifting and healthy today, you know, and uh, give back and uh, some extra gratitude online. So it's it's pretty cool because this day was designed to help you reduce your stress levels, you know, and stay connected, but get some more healthy habits in your life. So that's why it's called Internet Self-Care Day. So, yeah, while you're on the Internet, take care of yourself. Please take care care of yourself. And mental health is real. Please take care of your it mental health. So, it is real. So a, a lot of y'all need a week off of it. Y'all just need oh, to Lord. take a week away from it. Just Man, stop. Mercy. Stop picking it up. Because it, it, mm. Yeah, some of them need a week, Dice. Just stop it. Just no. get off of the Making internet. Nervous. They're going to have a panic attack. I ain't making them no panic attack. They need. That's the problem. That's why they need to <laughs> detox. That's the whole problem. You can't be away from your phone and the internet for a day and, and you think you got to have a breakdown. Something wrong. Two seconds, two seconds. Yeah, well, whatever. Listen, that's our time for today. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Go out and be great today, kings and queens. Continue to yeah. show the love of Christ because that's what Christ will want y'all to do. Listen, I'm telling y'all tomorrow we're going to pick back up. We got to have a part two to this uh, conversation, real talk, how to, uh, you know, handle disagreements. But when I tell you mm. the spiritual detox hit different tomorrow, we're going to get a okay. Grammy nominated uh, best gospel artist, uh, you know, award winning uh, singer songwriter on with us tomorrow. I ain't gonna tell you he is. You just better tap in. I'm just telling you mm. though, she can sing, sing for real. <laughs> so uh, you definitely want to tap in for that uh, exclusive spiritual detox tomorrow. Uh, she's a CEO too as well. So yeah, and she's a uh, a female lady, uh, a lady uh, that owns her own record label. So that's a uh, big too as well. Nice. So you want to tap in mm. tomorrow on Tiptoe Tuesday for the spiritual detox. As always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all.